I keep going like. You're right. It's hot as balls in here. It's so hot. I don't know why it gets so hot. I'm sure the diaper doesn't help either. Yeah. It doesn't. This is Love in Brief, a very short ABDL advice podcast focused on issues of love, love for self, love for friends, and of course, romantic love. Aww. I'm Resident Yes. And I am Road Not Taken. And we are back with our very special guest, Mako. Mako is the host, one of the hosts of a magnificent podcast that's had a big influence on us called The Big Little Podcast. He's also an author of some amazing little big fiction, big little fiction, you call it whatever you want, concerning Littleton and uh, Auntie Eva's Border, and author and co-author of The Big Book for Littles, Tips and Tricks for Age Players and Their Partners. Mako, I know that you are an author and that you have just launched a new Patreon venture. Can you tell me about that? It's at patreon.com slash Mako Allen, M-A-K-O-A-L-L-E-N. It's so good to have you back on, Mako. Thanks, you guys. And today, for our question, uh, this one is cool because it starts out with like a little bit of an observation. It says, this might be more of a life observation than an ABDL Mm. observation. Mm, I know, we're in your territory now. Yep, yep. But, But with our ABDL kink community, as small as it is, it's seemingly magnified. Why does it seem that when you're in a relationship, another person who's quite likely a better match to yourself is unattached? But when you're single, that better match is in a relationship and thus taken. So should we listen to Stephen Still's advice and just love the one we're with? Here's why I picked this question for you and for us, Mako, because I think you speak a lot to these amazing sort of Taoist principles about how we consider our life and, you know, being present and right where we are. And so when he says, should we just love the one we're with? I thought this one is just queued up for you. It starts out almost, this is from Anon, by the way, on Tumblr, and Anonymous, <laughs> Anonymous uh, loves to write into us. By the way, if you have a question for us, you can submit it yourself at resonantyes.tumblr.com. I like this one because it starts out with this observation and then gets into this Zen space. So I'm, I'm just going to throw it right to you. Sure. So there's this term that I talk about from time to time uh, that comes from Taoism. Um, it's called Shifei. Uh, Have I t- ever said that to you guys before? No, but I like this. I it sounds delicious. It. Okay, it's S H I dash F E I, and it's uh, I'm probably really murdering the Chinese. What it literally means is this, not this. They're binary judgments. This is good. That's bad. Right. Uh, this diaper is awesome. That one sucks. This spanking hurts. This one not so much. And the thing about Shifei judgments is that they are relative. Um, am I tall? I mean, compared to Road Not Taken, I'm pretty tall. Compared to uh, a mountain, not so much. Um, And we measure ourselves in comparison to other people. To want to be like someone else is impossible. um, Because you're you and they're them. And part of how you are defined is by your relationship to them. Uh, The philosopher Alan Watts says, all boundaries are held in common. Um, part of why Resident S is so damn cool is because he's not me. I love this. I mean, not just because you said I'm cool, but you are cool. All boundaries are held in common means if I'm hearing you right, that the sort of definition of other requires the definition of self. If you try and move into other, then the other is no longer. Right. It's, it's impossible. Right. And there, there's this thing that happens 
all the time in fetish communities and in the age play community in particular, where people have a form of like imposter syndrome. They're like, well, I mean, I guess I'm kind of okay, but I don't do X like this person. I don't wear, do Y like that person. I wear a large diaper, not a medium diaper. I'm not like a skinny thing like this person or whatever. And you, you think that because you don't have certain things someone else has, that therefore you are found lacking. Uh, and in reality, what's happening is that same person is looking at you and having the exact same thoughts about different things. Um, there's no there there. Um, you're just who you are. So so for this particular person, they're saying, look, I have this pattern. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend? I have this pattern where I'm with somebody and then the other person just seems amazing. But as soon as I'm available, they're no longer available. What would you say to them? Uh, I would ask them the two most important questions in the universe. The two most important questions in the universe are, where are you, and what time is it? I know the answer. Okay, go. You go. Here and now. Correct. It is really the only place you can be, and the only time that there is. So the, oh, that person looks better. Um, Maybe in the future, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, Maybe you're Polly, and you can date both of them. Who knows? Right. Well, I don't think that you should just love the one you're with. Okay. I think I think it's okay to question your partnership with someone, but if you are doubting it because there's someone else who's drawing your eye, then maybe you should do a little bit of digging. Hmm. Figure out whether or not you have a grass is greener mm-hmm. lens or whether there is someone out there who it may not be that they're a better match, but for whatever reason, they're drawing you away from your relationship in a way that's significant and making you sort of trivialize your relationship with your current partner. Um, So look at that really frankly and ask yourself, regardless of the relationship status of that other person, are you with someone that you really want to be with? Ooh. Like go for the ick. Like look at what it is. Like, you know, I like this new person because they're what? Like something that you don't have? More of something that you do have? Like ask yourself the question, what is it exactly you're attracted to? Um, and I think don't necessarily hide it from your partner either. You know, that person looks like they get spanked all the time. Well, maybe your current pa- partner could spank you more if you talk about it. People have this idea that when you're happy, you're grateful. And actually, the research bears out that is totally backwards. When you're grateful, you're happy. So, like, stay present. You know, look at what you have and see what you like about it and stick around for it. Like, really turn and focus, you know. Yes, that person looks awesome, but look at what's awesome about what's going on right in front of me. Yeah, I think this is is rich. Um, a couple of the strategies that I have. One is whenever I experience an aching, whether it be sexual or whether it be emotional or whether it be physical or comforting or whatever, I, I always ask myself, like, what does it tell me about myself? What does it tell me about my need? What does it tell, tell me about my want? And how can I bring that to my partner? It may not be that I can say, hey, you should fill this. Right. That's a, that's kind of a gross should to show up in front of somebody, but I can say, Hey, I've been feeling this. 
is there anything that makes sense to you and to me that would be helpful? And if not, is there anything that just makes sense to me that, that would be within our covenant? So if I, so if I come to her and I say, you know, I'm making this up, but I say, boy, I really want to do more bondage. It's just as that's, what's going to do it for me. Or I really, Oh, let's go even, let's go even more Nilla. And I say, I really, every night, I just want you to hold me and rock me for 15 minutes. And she says, look, I really can't do that. You know, I don't, I don't think I have that kind of mommy energy every night. Um, I think that's totally a legit response. And I could say, cool, cool. Um, how could I offer that to myself? Since we've chosen monogamy, and that's a choice that I feel totally autonomous in making, are there ways that I can show myself that rocking or show myself that comfort or love? The other strategy is I've learned to appreciate the ache. So when I'm out in the world and I see somebody who is just gorgeous, or I talk to somebody who is just so intriguing, or I meet somebody who just steals my, my brain. Oh my gosh, you're so interesting. I learned to look at that and go, awesome. Like the same way you would, if like a rainbow showed up in the middle (laughs) of your conference room, you'd be like, awesome. And, and, and I go, huh? You know, I just admire it. Like what a gift. I didn't have that 30 minutes ago. I'm not going to have that in 30 minutes. And yet I get it right now at like no charge. Like yes. how great is it that I just got to look at an attractive person that made me horny or that their heart inspired mine or that their brain intrigued me. And like, why not celebrate that 30 second gift or that 10 minute gift? And then like, go on like with your life comparison. It, if you spend time in the comparison, you're just going to be miserable. But like that gift was awesome. People tell themselves this kind of toxic bullshit story about their lives that um, that if they're sad, they're going to be sad forever. But there is no forever. There's only right now. And if they're happy, that they have to hang on to that happy or it's going to go away. And that's equally a bullshit story. Um, yet if you're present for what's happening, you can fully embrace it. All right. This has been another episode. Thank you for listening to Love in Brief. And you can write us your own questions by sending them through resonantyes.tumblr.com. We'll see you next time.